0: The gloves are off, they go toe-to-toe, blow for blow, very elegant, ahead
1: on a day, he's trying, but she's going to beat him, very elegant, wins the Rambert.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the B-Set, I'm Nick Burney, we are here for week two of the podcast, the Apollo Stakes Day, and a bit on weather watch, Ray, as we are currently on a soft six at Royal Randwick, um, but there's a bit of forecast of rain, it could be nothing, it could be an absolute stack, what, what do you reckon, mate? <laughs> It's easier to try
1: and pick winners than to pick the weather, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, I'm anticipating a soft six. It's current rating now. If we get a little bit of rain and tomorrow's weather forecast is for largely fine weather, if that's correct, I I think it'll be around the six range. I'd be surprised if we're dealing with a heavy track. Yep. But, um, yeah, look, you know, as we've seen on many occasions, it's really hard to predict the weather. So, um, look... I don't think it'll if 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 the track is around about the six or even a seven. I don't think that'll hand it'll harm too many chances. Um, a lot of horses have to run in these races because these are starting yep. points for the big races coming up. So look, we're going to learn a lot. Um, you know, the Apollo Stakes, the entire field is resuming from a spell. Yep. All right. Well, let's kick off in the
0: feature race, the Group Two Apollo Stakes over the fourteen hundred meters. So. We're going to have Fangirl who's going to open a short-price favourite at this stage. And Mares do have a very good record of late. We, obviously, Wings, Colette, Elise. So how do you see this race shaping up? Um,
1: and which way did you lean? I saw it several different ways. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not alone in that view. I, I, I just came back to Fangirl. She is look, she's the reliable, wait-for-age performer here. She won the spring equivalent, the Wings Stakes, Last preparation, first yep. up. Um, you know, this time last year she ran third to Animo in this race. We all know she doesn't want it really, really wet. But if we're yep. talking a soft range track, I don't think that'll harm her chances at all. Um, I don't mind that she's drawn a little off the fence. That's probably going to be okay. If recent history of Bramwick <laughs> with a rain affected track plays out, um, and yeah, I just I just came back to her. I'm frightened to think it over. I think that he's. Not to be underestimated. Yep. I think that, um, look, obviously he was first up from 18 months in the Wink Stakes uh, back in August, which was on a soft six. Um, and he ran a great race, he be beat the a length and a half. Mm. And he just continued to race well through that preparation. So he's coming off what we'd call a normal spell now. Yep. Um, and his trials have been great. He's dangerous. And I, look, Militarize. I've had him on top. I've had him second. I've had him third. Yep. In a, in a couple of different... Uh, ideas. We know his prowess on wet tracks. Yep. So that's got to make him dangerous. He does make Fangirl a lot worse at the weights for their Cox Plate run, but that's natural to do with the weight for age scale. May not be significant. Um, look how the race is going to be run. I've got a tractable and Linderman going forward. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um,
0: a good even
1: tempo, I, I Probably suspect. think it overlooks to land around the third mark, and then it's a matter of who falls into line behind that but yeah, look, I landed on Fangirl I'm not bullish um, it would just surprise me it would not surprise me at all if she is too good how yep. did you see it
0: yeah well I suppose these meetings when they're all coming back they're first up off trials they can be tricky meetings and throwing in the addition of a wet track um, with me look if it was a good track wait for age first up I think Fangirl um, i'd be with her just because she's purely suited with the sit and sprint i think she could run over the top of them but with the wet track i'm going to lean towards militarized just at the slightly better odds who does have a very strong record at ranwick as we do know winning the English and the champagne um, at this track its stats on the wet are very good clearly can go to another level with the sting out of the ground so resuming at the 1400 meters i like i like the two trials blinkers on in the second trial they stay on for race day and I just think he's going to be very strong late here, just as the three-year-old Colt. Yeah, I agree with the 55.5, but purely at the better odds. I wanted to lean that way. If you're looking for one a bit of odds in my second pick, I could have something small on Buckaroo, who is a listed winner in Ireland um, on a heavy nine track. So if we get that big downfall of rain, maybe I could even um, be very close to promoting him to top pick because I think he's ready to go going off his trials. So they're probably the two for me, both Waller runners, but... Um, just at the odds, purely, I'm going to put militarise on top um, in a tricky enough race. And I suppose the other feature on the race of the day is the light fingers for the 1,200 metres for the three-year-old fillies under set weight conditions. And this is a cracking race. Um, it's one of those races we're going to look at 500 times to look at who was the best run and where they're going to be later on in their campaigns. But um,
1: yep, tricky. It's, tricky. An, it's a mini surround stakes because it is. it's a group one in two weeks' time and the majority of these fillies will be heading that way. So there's a, there's a fair bit to sort of dissect here. Who's best suited at 1,200 metres? Who needs the run? Um, how the track's going to be playing, obviously. And look, I guess the really big question mark is learning to fly, isn't it? Yep. It's you know, good to she's, see her back. Yeah, she's gr- it's great to have her back. She's first up from almost a year. She's had a long, slow build-up. And there's a sense of confidence around about her. Um, after the exhibition gallop last week, Annabelle Neesham was asked flat out, is she going to be vulnerable next week? And she said no. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Chad Schofield this morning and he gave me the same sort of sentiment. She's, yep. she's fit and ready to go. She's had a, a long build-up and I'm going to go with her. Yep. I think the way that the, the track could potentially play in her favour well, I, just on that,
0: I think ramming 1,200 metres, staying out of the ground, traditionally they're going to be off the fence. I know the rail's out four metres, but mm. when you draw wide, we saw it last week with fully lit, it's not that much of a disadvantage. You can sit wide, um, especially if the fence is off, and it, it can actually almost be a bit of a plus. So I don't mm. think the wide draw, I think a lot of the time it can be factored too much into
1: their price. So, Quite possibly. Um, yeah. So... I mean, there are horses here I've left out that I've got a bit of time for. I couldn't find a spot in my top four for Mumbai Muse, yeah, um, who's who's very you know talented and a horse on the way up, and um, so yeah, look, I, I'm just gonna go with Learning to Fly here, and be interesting to see if there's any support for her through the day because she open favourite and she's drifted a little bit, not significantly, um, but yeah, I've got her on top of, of good old Komochi. yeah, who's just always there, the consistent. The consistent three-year-old. Yep. She's always there. She'll get one of these big races sooner or later. She's yet to finish out of the top three, and I don't think that'll change. So I'm going to go with learning to fly, but um, gee, I'll be worried if there's a massive drift on her. Yep. But um, I wouldn't expect so because we've seen a lot of her recently in a couple of trials and exhibition gallop. There's stable confidence around. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So that's the way I'm going with learning to fly. Did you?
0: Yeah, I think the last couple of minutes will be pretty solid there with the, what the market does with her. Um, I'm going wide here. Uh, I think we learned a lesson last week uh, with Cabalus. The fitness is a big plus mm. in races like this. So I'm going to go with the horse, Cristilli. Now, this horse can... It obviously had a couple of issues uh, last campaign. Probably didn't go run up to its, its standard. We it saw in its first preparation. But Its first up run was a bit hidden there. They absolutely walked Lady Laguna who won that race. They went at a farcical tempo, so it wasn't suited to the race shape. Got a little bit keen in that slow pace, but ran some of the fastest closing splits of the meeting. I think can only come on from that from a fitness basis, but probably the run it needed to have as well. And you go back to its peak performance or peak figure in the Percy Sykes when it won on a heavy eight at Randwick over 1,200 metres. So around the $19 in a race I don't want to get too involved in because there's a lot of nice... Horses resuming here, um, I'd be happy to have something on her at the $19, and mm. so I think she can find a nice spot in the map and be very strong late. With that said, I think um, the favourite obviously now, tis Invincible, I thought moved the best in a recent trial, McDonald on, um, yep. $3.90, probably fair enough. Question for you. Yep.
1: So, Chris she her her, good run, her run first up was good. Yeah, you, know, you did mention that it was a fast for tempo. They've run 108.74. It was a good three. Yeah. Um, they've obviously sprinted home in 32. Yeah. So that suggests they didn't go overly hard in front, but they've run under 19 for 1,200 metres. So yep. how does how does someone look at that and, and and sort of understand that, okay, well, they didn't actually go that fast in the race, but they've still run a fast time? Yeah. So
0: how I, I would say, I mean, everyone does their thing. So how I would trust this race is looking at it, um, they actually have, on the day itself, on the 3rd of February, they've actually run a slow overall time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've went at such a slow tempo, but they've come home for me as the best back end all, across the day. Um, so I really want to bonus this race. Uh, but from an overall time perspective, against February 3 at Rose Hill, they've run slow overall time because the track played on fire that day. Yeah, I okay. think that's, um, that's a good explanation. I yeah, so... That's, that's important for people to, yeah, to understand. I suppose it, it's trying to relate against the other shoot races that day and um, playing with ratings and speed figures and things like that. But slow overall pace, very slow overall pace rating, good back end of the clock, best home on the day. Obviously, after adjusting, you know, there's bench mark races, so we have to take that into consideration, historical pars and things like that. But the overall time, slow on the day, but a really strong back end. So, as I said, wasn't suited to the race shape, really strong late. So happy to trust that foreman at the 19 bucks.
1: I could just have a sprinkle on, I think, right? No, good, good, hopefully. No, <laughs> we can good, get to... good explanation, I thought. Um, you know, like I said, it's not always obvious. because yep. you look at it on face value, and you know, 1874, it's pretty quick time for 1,200 metres. Yeah, so, I'm just yeah, a big be-
0: big believer in comparing, <clears throat> I know the old analogy, apples with apples rather than apples and oranges. Yep. So um, that's how I like to do my um, ratings and figures. But <laughs> moving on now, we've got a great head-to-head in the first race. Start of the day, he's just a cracker. Um, I know the two-year-old Switzerland versus I was Shangri La Express, who's undefeated. So both undefeated colts. Um, there's a couple of nice first starters here. I thought Enrich tried really well the other day mm. behind Shangri La Express. But which way did you go? Because it's going to be interesting to see what the market does as well. If they um the Waterhouse bot money just keeps flying <laughs> in with their record, do the computers just keep latching onto that, or
1: is Switzerland just a good thing? How did you see it, it? again? I Spent a little bit of time trying to work out which one yeah. I, I like the most, and I ended up. I think the race fitness angle, yep. with Switzerland, um, particularly now that we're dealing with a, a rain affected track, and it certainly will be come yep. race one. Um, it's had that run under the, its belt from a couple of weeks ago, a thousand meters, where it looks strong on the, strong at the finish. Um, I don't think there's anything here to suggest that it won't handle a wet yep. track. And Chris, well, Chris Roller last week sort of said, you know, look, he's going to have to handle yep. all conditions if he's going to be a Golden Slipper winner because you just don't know what they're going to throw up. So I think that James McDonnell will try to take a little bit of luck out of the equation here and mm-hmm. have him not too far away from Shangri-La Express. I'm not suggesting he's going to eyeball him, yep. but I don't think we'll see him drag too far back. Yep. I think we'll I obviously Shangri-La Express will bounce and lead and I think Enriched will probably try and find its back I don't know whether it'll try and hold it out. Yep. Um, and then I'd, I'd be anticipating J-Mac having Switzerland in that next pair. Yep. Um, we're only dealing with a field of probably seven with excelling in at Canterbury tonight. That said, Shangri-La Express, we know what he's going to do yep. as he's well. It, yeah. He's going to be up front. And his two trials, I've got to say, haven't been... Super eye-catching. He's looked like he's been under a little bit of duress in both of them. But he did the same thing in his first barrier trial before his first start. Yeah, that's the stable can be sometimes tough to judge their trials. It's very yeah. tough to judge. So, that makes him even harder to line up. Yep. Because he looked like, you know, Prost had the better of him in his first trial. And obviously, Prost came out and won the Canterbury. And he... I thought Enrich was going better than him on the line. I agree. Um, in his last trial. So... Like I said, he's already burnt us once before with his trial form, so we'll take him as a racehorse. Yep, and he's going to be hard to run down. It'll be interesting to see how much control he gets. If he gets complete control, he might be hard to hard to catch. So, yep. I'm going with Switzerland. Wouldn't surprise me if Shangri La Express, you know, holds them out. And you're right, enriched is a very interesting runner. Actually, enriched is out of a mare who's a half sister to Winks. Okay, wow. Um, Miss Adam Bomb is the older sister of Winx right. um, by one year. So no wonder he costs $450,000. There's a bit of a thing Well his family. So well, you Bob- can,
0: I can see your point. Like You can make a case, $13 versus a six to four um, Shangri-La Express. I think they've moved apart a little bit. So I thought a child better as well in Rich. So if you want to take the 13s, there's mm. definitely an angle there. Um, I, I'm with Switzerland as well. I think the main point here is a lot of form guides would probably read the track was a good four. Um, but on this day, it was a a downgrade probably race two or three, I think it was. So yeah. I think I think to the punters, um, it was probably a soft six at best, um, especially even though it had first use of the track, Switzerland. I just thought it was a re- really smart win. I know he had every chance, but just the way he sprinted, how he moved, he pricked his ears late. I think this is a nice horse. On the way up, I think he's the big danger to Storm Boy thus far that we've seen for the slipper. Um, So I think he's going to be very hard to beat here. Got a lot of time for Shangri-La Express. I'd love to see this horse with cover, but I don't think we're going to see that because it's just going to have to go straight to the front
1: and be very hard to run down. I would imagine so. Um, It is going to be fascinating. They're second and third favourites for the Golden Slipper. Yep. So obviously there's going to be a change there. I suppose we should touch on Storm Boy barrier trial on, on uh, yep. Thursday. Look, I didn't look at the market to see whether he, he firmed on the back of that trial, but nah. they're kidding themselves if they firmed him on the back of that trial. I mean, he won absolutely as everybody expected yep. he would against opposition that, well, look, we don't know about really because yep. none of them had had any starts or, or won any races. So... He did exactly what you'd expect him to do. Yep. Heading into the Skyline Stakes in a, in a couple of weeks. and um, So, McDonald
0: on Switzerland on Saturday. Mm-hmm. McDonald on Stormboy, as we know now, for the Slipper. So, does Ryan Moore come for the Switzerland ride?
1: It would appear that way. Yep. Uh, it would appear he'd have first refusal. Yep. Uh, if, on whatever, J-Mac doesn't, or chooses not to ride. Yep. Um, obviously, he doesn't have to make that decision no. probably until the weekend before the Golden Slipper as to what he's going to ride. That um, might just be a bit of a lead in itself, wouldn't it? <laughs> Look, we, we, we still don't know how good Switzerland is because he's only had one start. Yep. But at this stage, you probably wouldn't be getting off Stormboy no. under no. any circumstances given that... Nothing's really ever got
0: near him yet, so yeah. I just think the soft tracks another big plus for Switzerland. Um, as I said before, I think it's only a, a plus the way mm. um, it got through the soft going there on debut.
1: Okay, so we're both Team Switzerland. Let's both hope we're Team right.
0: Team Switzerland. All right, let's go through the rapid fire. So, Ray, um, I might just start with under the odds.
1: Anything tricky day for under the odds, especially with scratching still to come through. But I struggle with under the odds because a few of the ones that are short. I've got on top, yeah, um, without being particularly bullish. Horses like Gwyneth Notches, yeah, he does seem to pick himself. Winchat is on top as well, although I'm getting a little bit more frightened of Tashi as the rain falls because we know that Philly is quite adept in the wet. Not that Winchat can't handle it, um, and Fangirl's obviously favorite as well. So if I'm going to take one on, uh, I'm, I'm probably not prepared to say something's ridiculously under the odds at the moment. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna default to you on this one. What, 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 did, what did you think was unders?
0: Oh, I'm gonna say, look, I've, I'm happy to put. If think if the track, if the rain keeps. Um, Coming, I'm mm-hmm. going to put Fangirl as my under the odds. Um, I think we'll find if if, if we're I think she could be track, of the day. she could be scratched, scratched, uh, scratched. Yeah, or lay of the day. That it just makes a lot of sense in a in a feature race if the, it turns into a heavy track and they don't scratch. Mm. Um, but with that said, so I think she trades better no matter what tomorrow. So at the current price, I'm happy to make her
1: um, the under the odds. And Funnily enough, the jockeys are, are starting to cotton onto the tabs later. Yeah, the, day. the last two no, weeks yeah. they're both. When the horses have won, they are both given a chip, so... It's good, but that's what it's, it's all about. It's good banter. It's good yeah. banter. Especially um, if it's your best
0: bet and they make it later the day, and then it all of a sudden turns into a bit of a, a yeah, battle. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a really good um, initiative by the tab. And best bets, mate.
1: Oh, sorry, out wide. Let's go out wide first, more importantly. Uh, all right, we'll go to Albury for my out wide. Um, I've got one that I feel is over the odds as well. We'll come back to that in a sec. I think we can kick off the Albury Country Championships yep. meeting on Sunday with a winner, number seven, Aqualina's star in race one. Yep. It only ha- has it ha- she has only had one start, and she ran seventh in a maiden at Wagga. Uh, she's $15 into $8 that occasion. Completely bombed the start. Yep. Um, I thought she did a great job to run seventh, beating the length in three quarters under those circumstances. She just kept coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd drawn barrier two, I would imagine Gary Colvin's given her a bit more barrier practice at home uh, in the past week or so, and I just can't see anything in this field that if she turns up, to if she runs up to that performance, uh, can win the race. So, I think race one, number seven, Aqualina Star, can kick off that meeting uh, a winner for
0: me. Yeah, um, my way is going to be Dubbo race three on Sunday, uh, number five, Bulla Venaka. Um Winkers went on a few starts ago. I think it's just a new horse now. I really liked its maiden win there. Last start at Dubbo as well, over the 1,400 metres. Race shape against, came home very strongly to win there. Uh, I think he can make the step into 58, um, out to the 1,600 metres. Only looks a plus. Brave knock, good claim there. Out in the country, really good bet. No prices yet, so I'm not quite sure okay. what Marco have. But, yeah, it just hits a lot of um, pointers for me. So happy to be if Bulla Vanaka... On Sunday, race three, number five, Um, over the odds, mate.
1: Yeah, I found one in the midway. In the uh, yeah, in the midway tomorrow. Um, Lady Shenanigans, race two, number eleven. Yeah, it's been racing well at around um, about the twenty five to one mark at Canterbury. Yeah, form recently has been pretty good. It won a race at Ramwick on a soft six, a benchmark seventy two back on Boxing Day, and the form since then has been not too bad. Significantly, though, this gelding is a very good wet tracker. Yep. It's won six races, and all of them have been on soft or heavy ground. Mm -hmm. Um, The form around it recently is pretty good. It wasn't far away from Rebel Dean, who is one of the favourites for this race. And I like the fact that he's drawn a little bit off the fence. Yep. I can just see him finding a back and coming down the middle. And I'd be surprised if he's not finishing in the top three or four, even at that price, in a wide-open midway race. So I thought he was a little bit over the odds. I mean, he started $15 last start in a open benchmark He's been racing too. really well At Canterbury He has Yeah Yeah No he's yeah. been racing well Randwick is fine for him Sting out of the ground Is a big plus for him And he gets in with 51 and a half After Jet Stanley's claim So I can't see him doing anything else But running well at odds
0: Yeah No that's fair enough Mine's Chris Steely, um Just around the $9 Happy to have something on That, as the case I made, just back to the 1,200 metres wet track with the run under the belt. So I think we just learned a little bit of a lesson there with Cabalos last week. So $19, happy to spec it. Best bets, the most important thing of the whole entire podcast.
1: Ray Hickson, off you go. Best bet, Triske Stakes. Race six, number five, Olentia. Um, Every way I look at this race, it sets up perfectly for her. The main danger in the market is coming off a freshen up, with a, a Group 1 goal at a next start. So this strikes a tick-over run for Samana. Alentia has this wonderful first-up record. She's unbeaten. She loves a wet track. All her form is early in her preparation. Yeah, uh, This race will be run at a good tempo with either-or and penthouse engaged. Yeah, I can see Alentia sitting around the midfield, Mark, getting to the outside, and she can run up to the win first-up last prep where she carried 58. And Diamond Dealer, who's in this race, mm. was getting six kilos from her, and she went past her yeah, like she was tied to the fence. Now, they're on level weights here, so yep. I think Alenti is very well suited here, and I'm happy to have her as the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think she's very well in. Um, look, best bet for me is race four, number eight, Wind Chat. The $3.20 um, was a lot more luxurious compared to the Evens. Now, it's quite well found. I think it's going to get back out on the day. It has to be protected now, but... Just the way he did it there. First up at Kensington, seventeen days ago. They don't rate rate much better than that for seventy-two grade. I just liked how he led at a fast pace, ran them ragged, showed some key attributes, and that dom- that figures dominant relative to the rivals he meets there tomorrow. No weight, rain affected ground only a plus. But the big tick for me is delving into this horse's form. Every time he's led, so that's finding the fence leading. It's been four times and he's won four times. Mm. So I think he can do that again there tomorrow. Jay Ford has a strong affiliation with him. Um, he's ridden him eight times for four wins as well. I think he's really hard to catch. So I'm happy to make WinChat my best bet on the program there at Ramwick and also the other horse that I did mention on Sunday. So just two this week, race three, number five, Bull of Anaka.
1: So let's just have a quick mention of the country championships. Yep. Obviously, the uh, Lismore hosts its first country championships meeting on Saturday, the $150,000 Northern Rivers Championships is the last race. We're currently on a heavy eight Yep. at Lismore. I've spoken to Matt Dunn, who has the field. seven acceptances. <laughs> One's already been scratched, which is the first emergency. he indicated yep. that Fukubana was also not going to run. Yep. Um, that was probably the one I liked, but the draw was just... Well, awesome. yeah, yeah. He only, he only ran last week. Um, it's going to be an interesting race. I haven't really made up yep. my mind in that race, but Albury... Also on Sunday for the Southern Districts, Craig Williams in the in the uh, in action there, riding Bianco Villano Yeah, that's... Uh, in the main race, uh, that race is very interesting. I'm, I'm getting a little interested in a lightly raced mare called Asgarda, who is um, four wins from nine starts, and is yeah. coming up through the grades. Won the preview a couple of weeks ago, a bit over a week ago. Uh, I think Bianco Villano is going to be very hard to beat. He's just got the best. Best overall form, I mean, he, he, he contested the Kosciuszko, he ran in the barn dance, he chased home another one in a Wodonga Cup Open Company form. Craig Williams is coming up to ride with a view to ride him in the final. So, um, it's um, going to be very interesting, the two first two uh, regional finals of the country championships. Yeah, I'm, um, I've
0: only very quickly scanned that race, but as Gardo I agree, you. ran very fast time there at Wagga, first up in a Class 4 um, and won by almost five lengths in all, last
1: time was at Albury mm. so good map It's just the timing I mean Bianco yeah. valano was that kind of horse last year yeah he was the horse that had won a few races was coming up through the through the grades and he blew them away so I had a I had a very nice futures ticket on him uh, but then the
0: rain came and then oh, actually, he actually really won well uh, and ran kind of, well in the final, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah um, yeah, I think he's better on Lightning Fast Track
1: personally. Yeah. Well, anyway, the uh, the first big, I guess bombshell of the country championships was Derry Grove not accepting yep. for Lismore, so that puts him out yep. of of the of the f- contention for the final. So he's out of the market now. Um, it's going to be very interesting. The market probably won't change too much this week because the two favorites, which are Bandy's Boy and Gallant Star, we don't see them until March. Yeah. Anyway, so Lismore Race 8 is the country championships on Saturday. Albury Race 7 on Sunday. Plenty of interest there, Nick, and hopefully we can find a winner or two over the weekend. Absolutely. We'll be back same time next week.
0: Good luck to everyone having a bet over the weekend.